Hey, welcome back to Noggin Notes. I'm Jake Wiskirchen, your host as always. And this is episode 14. We're going to talk about contempt. And uh, if you notice the P in that word, it's not content like you're happy with what's going on and you're, you're just even keel. Uh, this is contempt as if you're looking down on someone as though they're lesser than you and then and you're not seeing them as a as an equal. Uh, I want to give a, a nod to Zephyr Wellness, the sponsor of the podcast and my business in Reno, Nevada. Zephyr Wellness is innovative and philanthropic, trying to reach out to all different types of communities and, and individuals across demographics. And we also are locally owned and operated, and we're very proud of that. Our other sponsor is NoCD, uh, lowercase n, capital O-C-D. That's a new app, uh, much like our Noggin Notes app that we're happy to promote. You can check out more at treatmyocd.com and find them on the app stores in the various platforms that exist. Uh, it's very cool. It helps people dealing with OCD uh, you know, manage it on their own. Uh, there's a... Uh, uh, data analysis and collection. Uh, there's there's uh, daily plans that you can fill out for yourself. It's a very cool app, and, and we're happy to be partnered with them. So check out uh, treatmyocd.com or the uh, NoCD app on your app store. Today's topic of contempt is a very challenging one to wrestle with. It's, as I alluded earlier, it's when we look at other people as though they're not really people. They're uh, objects, and uh, we dehumanize them with con- with the emotion of contempt. And if you've been listening for a while, I, you know that I draw heavily from Dr. Carol Izzard's work, and Izzard talks about the adaptive functions of emotional functioning. Uh, so we have these emotions in our brain, and presumably they're there to tell us what the environment is trying to uh, inform us of. So if something happens in the environment, our brain sends a signal uh, to, the, to the body that says uh, I- interact with the environment in such a way that you you know either progress or you you make peace or you um, you do whatever it is that you need to do to respond to the stimulus that's that's entering your your senses. Well, contempt is a tough one to, to wrestle with because when we look at other people like they're not really human beings or they're like they're lesser than we are, it's tough to find an evolutionary value to that. And it's the the presumption basically is that. We have contempt in order to arise to the occasion of defensiveness. If someone is attacking us, then it's really hard to hurt another human being unless we think that they're not like we are, that they're somehow lesser. So the function of contempt, historically, we believe, is to be able to inflict harm in defense of the person. Now, that's, that's a little bit honorable, and it seems like that's a reasonable conclusion to draw. Uh, it's, it's also possible to... to conceptualize or rationalize contempt for such things as a waste or pollution or oppression or crime. But also contempt can spur those very things. If I don't think very much of my neighborhood or my community, I can throw trash in the street, thus creating both waste and pollution. Um, If I don't think very highly of a certain demographic of people, I can certainly oppress them. We've seen different... uh, forms of social injustice throughout humanity where groups have oppressed one another simply because they don't think that the other group is valuable uh, or that they're like them. It's it's a dehumanizing factor. And and obviously crime is self-explanatory. If I don't value you as an individual, then, then I don't think much of committing a crime against you or harming you in some way or taking your property without your permission. So while we can while we can use contempt to dislike those things and then motivate ourselves to go make them right, 
contempt is also the the function that breeds those very things. So it's it's interesting to to look at this uh, two two edged sword in the in the form of contempt in the brain. Um, we we consider disgust and contempt as part of the the hostility triad, as as they say, you know, anger being the other one, and. Um, it's important, though, to, to know that the, the difference between disgust and contempt are, uh, is, is rooted in whether or not behavior rises to hostility and aggression. So um, hostility feelings may increase the likelihood of aggression, but there's not necessarily a relation between them. So you can experience feelings of hostility uh, you know, without ever acting upon them. So I can feel contempt for certain behaviors. I can feel disgust for certain things. And I've touched on that in the disgust podcast. If you want to look back and, and listen, I guess you wouldn't be looking, you'd be listening. But if you want to go back and listen to that podcast, you can learn more about disgust. But I don't necessarily have to act on them. And I think that the, the purpose of this whole emotional series that we're doing here on Naga Notes is to raise people's personal awareness to know that they can tolerate a feeling without acting out of that feeling. A good friend and mentor of mine, Dr. Christian Conti, who I've mentioned before on this podcast, says that uh, in his research, overwhelmingly, he has learned that people who live in shame, for example, act out of that shame. If you're in such a dark spot where you don't believe that you're worthy, then there's very little to keep you from harming others uh, or yourself. It similarly goes for the, the feeling of contempt, the emotion of contempt. If you don't have a high value of yourself, you can certainly harm yourself. And if you don't have a high value of others, you can absolutely harm others. So this idea of contempt as, a, as, a, as it relates to superiority over others, um, it can have a function in times of war or uh, fighting. If we feel contempt for the enemy, it makes it easier to go out and harm those people. We've, what we do is we classify them as an other. Uh, and I want to separate those two, two words, an other. They are other than we are. And what's really scary about the emotion of contempt is that it's so easy to access in today's social media world. When we see what, what I would interpret as a very binary system at play. You've got either one side or the other. That's very binary. It's either or. It's black or white. It's us versus them. And the only way that you get there is through the emotion of contempt. When if we look at human beings, there is no us versus them. We're all human at the core. Then we can drop the idea of someone being lesser than we are and simply acknowledge them for who they are and they can be different and they can have different ideas, and they can have different opinions, but we don't necessarily have to label them, box them up, put them in a nice tight little uh, package, and set them aside as if we know the entirety of who that person is based on some idea or representation. Because to do so denies the very depth of their humanness that we would never want denied of us. We, I would never want somebody to see some outward behavior and think that they knew all about me. For example, I'm doing a podcast, and if somebody had a certain interaction with a podcaster, I, I can't even think of some. maybe Joe Rogan is a very famous podcaster, or uh, Mike Rowe is a very p- famous podcaster. Depending on that person's experience with podcasting, they may hear that Jake Wiskirchen does podcasts and then conclude definitively all that I am. And then box me up and labeled me there. And if they don't like podcasts, if they had a negative experience with a previous podcaster, they may say, oh, Jake, I know all about him and I hate him. And so there's the function of contempt rising into being. It's saying that they think they know all about me. They've boxed me up and labeled me, set me aside, and 
they've deemed me other than them and denied all the rest of my humanity. And I see that going on frequently on Facebook and on Twitter and, uh, and, and on Reddit threads and all sorts of stuff where people have deemed the other to be not like them and therefore contemptible. And then they never let them out of that box because to let them out of the box means that you have to explore the rest of their humanness, which means that you may have to explore the rest of your own humanness. And that's really scary. And if you're not good at tolerating emotions, scary or fear is one of those emotions that you're really not ready to embrace. So it's just easier to put people in a box, look down upon them as if if you're superior and you're not, you're, we're all, we're all in this world together. No one's more superior than anyone else. We just have different opinions. We have different abilities and to judge one or another as more or less superior or inferior is to breed contempt. Contempt is very dangerous because as I, as I spoke earlier, the purpose of contempt is to hurt others. It's very difficult to hurt another individual unless you don't think very much of them. So the more contempt we have throwing around on social media, often without even meeting the person we're, we're contempting, uh, if I can invent a verb there, um, the more we have that going on, the more likelihood there is to breed acts of contempt. So we no longer have the feelings and the thoughts associated now we're moving it into aggression. We're actually acting on that contempt that we're feeling. And that's very dangerous. That's how we get people killed. That's how we get people hurt. That's how we get uh, protests that started peacefully and then turned into violence. That's not okay. And I, I believe that the, the solution to that is simply to acknowledge that people are different and that's okay. We don't have to hate them for, the, for those differences. What we need to do is set that aside, set that contempt or the, the identification of those different of, than we are aside and reach out and say, explain to me, help me understand how it is that you believe this way. How, do you, how did you arrive at your opinions? And seek curiosity. I talked about interest in the last podcast, episode number 13. Go back and listen to the idea of interest from curiosity all the way up to excitement. If we replace our hatred, if we replace our contempt with curiosity, we no longer look at the other person as less than we are. We look at them actually probably as more than we are, something to offer. They have something to give us. If we're curious about where they're coming from, then we can learn. And if we can learn from somebody, that automatically elevates them to a position where we're the one down. We're taking a step below them saying, I don't know, please educate me. And all of a sudden the contempt goes away. There's no room for it. Uh, it's it's often said that there's no there's no way you can hold two opposite psychological states. You can't be in anger and happiness at the same time. You can't be in judgment and non-judgment at the same time. And similarly, I would submit that you can't be hateful and curious at the same time. To be in a hateful position or a contempt-filled position requires a level of certainty, and certainty has no room for curiosity. So my suggestion is if you ever feel that, that defensiveness coming up within you or that judgmentalism, instead, notice that. Instead of acting on it as though you think you know everything there is to know about this person or this event or this idea or belief or whatever it is that's going on, pause and take a step back and go, what am I missing and what does this person have to offer me? Because unless you're God himself, the Lord Almighty who created everything, you don't know all there is to know and you can't possibly see all the angles. That opens up an opportunity to step back and say, I don't know everything. I have room to learn. So I would invite you to check your certainty 
transition it into curiosity and let go of the contempt and hatred you, you may have. And, and if you're a human being, these are all human emotions. We all have them. So there is no, well, I've never contemptibly hated anyone. You've all, you, we've all experienced this on some level, even if it's a hatred toward mushrooms or bananas, as I'm looking around my, my kitchen here, and apparently it's lunchtime because I'm hungry and I'm thinking about food. But if even if I hate food, I could ask myself, why? what is that about? Why do I hate this, this inanimate object? It, it's not threatening to me. I don't need to defend myself, but, but why do I have this, this contempt? It seems quite useful in, uh, useless in humanity to uh, have the, the, the emotion of contempt because if we all got along, there'd be no reason to hate. There'd be no reason to be violent. There'd be no reason to conquer others. There'd be no reason to go to war or to fight uh, if we just dropped you know, our defenses and, and reached out in curiosity to try to understand one another. So, uh, I hope this was beneficial for you again. Uh, Noggin notes isn't a substitute for psychotherapy. I feel like I have to, um, give that disclaimer every time, but, um, if this has triggered something in you and you go, man, I do have an anger problem in it. And it seems to be rooted in, in contempt for another person or, or a group of people. And I'm always, I'm always stuck in this, this angry pattern where I'm, I'm filled with hate and I, I just want to get out of it because it's, it's, you know, just destroying my relationships or whatever, then please reach out and seek uh, professional counseling. We're, we're here for you. That's what I do for a living. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a, and a national certified counselor in the United States. And I love helping people. I love helping bring awareness. Um, Mental health issues, mental illness should be treated the same as physical illness. We should be able to talk about it the same way. So uh, don't don't be afraid to ask for help. If you, if you start to get some insight and notice that maybe you're hanging on to some stuff that's really eroding your relationships, go ahead and ask for help. Just say, hey, I don't know what to do about this. I don't know how to let go of my judgmentalism. Uh, the AAMFT.org has a therapist locator. You can also go to um, psychologytoday.com. And look up, uh, you know, the therapists or counselors in your area. Mind.org.uk for those of you overseas. And sane.org.uk can can also be of assistance. In the meantime, I encourage you to check out the uh, Zephyr Wellness YouTube channel. you got some videos in there. Keep listening to the podcast. And definitely download Noggin Notes app. It's a great way to keep track of your thoughts, your emotions, your moods, and the events that maybe contributed to them. In the meantime, uh, until next podcast, I wish you great mental health. I'm Jake Wiskirchen. Mm-hmm.